Hello and welcome to the I Know Nothing About Beer podcast. I am your host, Al the Brewer, and I am so glad you are listening today. This podcast is for anyone that wants to learn more about craft beer and the culture that surrounds it. Whether you're brand new to the scene or a vet of craft beer, I hope you find something to take away from this podcast. So, pour yourself a beer, pull up a bar stool, and enjoy. Cheers. Hello and welcome to the I Know Nothing About Beer podcast. How in the world are you doing out there in podcast land? So good to be with you. Ah, so glad to be here. This is Al the Brewer. I hope you're doing well. All right, today on the podcast, I have Darren from Fermentable. Fermentable is a software that is meant to help just like brewers and breweries make everything run a little smoother. I want to be upfront with you. <laughs> this uh darren reached out to me to be on the podcast and i was excited to have him on um i knew we were going to be talking about a software but this is not a commercial for fermentable yes we do talk about it and he is it is his company so yes i understand that part um there is a part at the end where he offers a discount amen to that but he is not sponsoring this episode he just wanted to come on and i said yes come on the podcast here's what i love about this episode this episode gets into so much about the nitty gritty of what it is like to run a brewery because we get into grain bills, labs, you know, uh, taxes, all those other things that you have to think about and that not a lot of people really talk about when it comes to running a brewery. Everybody likes to talk about like, what is it like to make the beer? How do you choose the which beers you're going to brew? All those other things. But there's so much more to running a brewery. Um, there's so much more to running the brewery, like, you know, cause it's a business. And so you have to think about all these other things. And I loved how much we got into the weeds of what it is, what it means to run a brewery. So take a listen. It's such a fun time. Darren, such a cool guy. And I am so glad he came on the podcast. Okay. That is about it. Uh, thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate each and every one of you that is taking the time to listen to this little podcast. I do want to let you know, if you haven't done so already, leaving a review on the iTunes helps us out so, so much. If you haven't done so already, please do so. Let me know how I'm doing. Drop me a line. Gmail at Al the Brewer, Instagram, Twitter, the Facebooks at Al the Brewer. You know where to find me. I know nothing about beer.com. Let me know how am I doing. Um, season four coming to close very soon. This is not the last episode, but it'll be very soon to the last episode. <laughs> I hope all of you are doing well. Thank you so much for listening. Have yourself a good rest of the day, morning, evening, afternoon, whatever this may find you. And Hello, everybody, and welcome to the I Know Nothing About Beer podcast. How in the world are you doing? I'm excited today. I got Darren from Fermentable here. Darren, how in the world are you doing today, boss? I'm doing fantastic. How about yourself, Alan? Oh, man, I'm doing well. I got a little West Coast IPA in front of me, which I'm very... West Coast style IPA uh, in front of me, which I can't wait to talk to, uh, talk to you a little bit about. Um, but Darren, um, you know... I had someone reach out to me to talk to you, which I've never had happen before, but I was like, oh, this is cool. Uh, talk to me a little about your software, Fermentable. I'm really excited to get into that. Um, but before we get into that, I would love to get you get to know you a little better. Um, and the, the question I always kind of start off with is, 
uh, how did you get into craft beer? Oh, wow. So I'm, I'm going to date myself here with this one. Um, Please. <laughs> I got into craft beer uh, probably back in 1992, 93. Okay. Um, and uh, I was in high school at the time. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, Sierra Nevada was, uh, you know, I was a Central Valley, California. Okay. Uh, So Sierra Nevada was just a few hours down the road Mm from me. And um, so that was the only craft beer that existed really at that time. And I'm going to interrupt you. I do not condone underage drinking just to put that out there. Let's continue. (laughs) But, 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 but. But in all honesty, that was my introduction. <laughs> I, I understand that. I've just, I've always got to make sure I put that out there just to, as a just in case. Please, if, if there's anyone under 21 listening to this, which I highly doubt, yeah, don't drink <laughs> till you're of legal drinking age. But continue, sir. Yeah, so Sierra Nevada was, was my intro. Uh, and hmm. I would imagine a lot of uh, people my age, uh, it's the same story. From California, anyway, it's the same hmm. story. Um. But moving beyond that, uh, when I when I was getting closer to uh, to graduating high school, I I started working at a local pizza pizza place, um, and we ha- we had one local brewery at that time, and this was in Fresno, California. Okay, what was the brewery? Uh, it's called Butterfield Brewing Company. Okay, um, and it was the only one. And at the pizza place I worked at, uh, we had Bridal Veil Ale on tap. It was an amber ale. And so that was kind of my second introduction mm-hmm. into it. Um, like all the all the supervisors and managers at the pizza place were all college kids, right? And they yeah. they liked to beers when we were closing. And so you know, I I got to sneak in there another underage drinking story. Sorry about that. It, it's okay. <laughs> Just again, do not condone that, but continue. <laughs> and and so that that kind of started my path towards hmm. uh, towards liking craft beer and, and yeah. really. Sp- starting to get interested in it. Um, and so, you know, fast forward about maybe a year, uh, I, I hurt myself and got out of disability and, and wasn't Ooh. working. And, you know, I had a broken arm and you can't work in a restaurant with a broken arm, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I decided that to fill up my spare time, even with a broken arm and a cast up to my elbow, I, I was going to start home brewing. Okay. There was a home. There was a home brew shop, maybe, uh, you know, right down the street from me, and and they sold me ingredients. I was 19 years old, but they sold me ingredients anyway. <laughs> yeah, that is a great little loophole. And I've heard of, I've read more than a few uh, few biographies of people, uh, especially like um, you know brewers that started brewing like uh, in the early 80s, early in late 70s when it just became legal, was that. Everything to make beer, you can buy at, you know, 12 if you wanted to. Um, but um, the end product is illegal for you to drink. Right. Right. Yeah. But all ingredients, it's fair game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so I, I did that, and, and that's what I was doing to, to kind of cure boredom. And it turns out I fell in love with it. Gotcha. And, and I was just like, well, this is this is what I'm going to do with hmm. my life. <laughs> um and so we had the one brewery right we had butterfield brewing company and and i thought well when i'm when i'm off disability and i can work again you know i have kitchen skills right um if i could go get a job there and i can work during the day 
I'll have my hours overlap with the brewer and, and, you know, maybe just maybe I can bother him and bring him my home brews and maybe he'll give me a job. Um, and, and it turns out that that worked out pretty well for me. Uh, and, uh, and thus ahead. you have fulfilled the dream of like everybody that has <laughs> been a home brewer. You can take this to the brewer down the street and he'll give you a job. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it, to, to be fair, it took about 18 months uh, of, of just bothering. Yeah. I think, I think he gave me the job more, more out of. Uh, Will you stop asking me to taste your homebrew yeah. kit? Okay, great. Get the grain out of the tail. <laughs> yeah. Wash the kegs, please. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I need someone to wash these kegs. So great. Go do that. <laughs> um, and that started my career uh, hmm. as a professional homebrewer. Um, hmm. and, and it was not too long after I turned 21. So <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I've been making beer and professionally really since, since I was able to drink it legally. Gotcha. Um, and, and so, you know, with, with all that said, uh, you know, I spent several years working, working for Buttlefruit Brewing Company. Um, they, they grew and built a a big 50 barrel production site in downtown Fresno. Um, and, and turns out it was, they, they, they over, they overbuilt, unfortunately. Mm. Gotcha. (laughs) And then, uh, you know, I ended up kind of transitioning, to the same brew pub, but with a different owner. Okay. I started uh, called Sequoia Brewing Company and and uh, worked for them for several years. Uh, and and uh, eventually ended up transitioning over to a, a brewery that was here in Fresno called uh, Bulldog Brewing Company. I, I want to say that I've heard of Bulldog, but it, it could be something else. But okay, yeah. Yeah, well, it was actually owned by Mad River Brewing Company, if you're familiar with them. I don't know Mad River. I knew Kern River okay, or Kern yeah. Valley. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, Mad River, uh, they have a couple of breweries up in, uh, up in Oregon. Um, okay. And, and they just, they, they kind of had a joint venture with a local businessman. And, gotcha. And, gotcha. And they made the beer and someone else ran the restaurant and mm-hmm. uh, beer, beer there for a while. And, uh, and then it ended up leaving that job and, and, and floundering around for a little while, not brewing, because <laughs> there were only two two brew pubs in Fresno at the time. Gotcha. Uh, and um, and then I I I I got really I started really panging to be brewing again. Hmm. You know, I was really missing it. And yeah. I thought, well, we're gonna have to move. <laughs> I told my wife we're gonna have to move. I'm sorry, because there's just not not work here, right? Hmm. Uh, and so that's what brought me down to Ventura. Hmm. Uh, I ended up getting a job brewing with uh, with BJ's yeah. restaurant brewery uh, down in, in Oxnard, actually. Oh, I know exactly where that's at. Yep. Yeah. So I started brewing there, and I kind of had to take a step back. And, and I was I was a keg washer when I started, but I thought, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Been done know. this before. I know the know the route. I know the ropes, Yeah. <laughs> Within a year, uh, I, I was a head brewer there, and, and within another six months, I was—I uh, think the title they gave me was uh, regional brewmaster, uh, Southern California North Coast. <laughs> Southern <laughs> California know. North Coast. Okay, which if you're not from Southern California, like, I, I just a real quick geography for people not from Southern California. There's this weird line at around Ventura that like. 
that's the end of quote Southern California. And so you have the, the coast up there, which is like not exactly central, but not exactly like it's too far from LA to be Southern, but it's not quite North enough to be like the central and the, the central Valley area. And so I, I, I get what they mean by that, you know, North, you know, North coast, uh, you know, distinction, but it's this weird, awesome little part of California that it's just far enough from everything city wise that there's still like, there's a lot of farmland out there, which is really, that can surprise a lot of people. Um, but, uh, the coastline up there is just gorgeous as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately my, my job title didn't get me actually driving down the coast. It was, it was mostly driving through LA, which unfortunately wasn't fantastic, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So, you know, at, at that time I was managing two, two brew houses and, and overseeing the, the beer distribution for i think another six tap houses going all, all the way up to fresno actually okay um and and i lost i lost touch with why i got in the industry mm-hmm. um i really wasn't making beer anymore i was that most you're a manager you're just making sure the beer is happening yeah, yeah. i mean i got sometimes right mm-hmm. <clears throat> but you know i i spent so much time um at, at the breweries getting their getting their brew logs and, and mm-hmm. pulling in all, all of their their messy handwritten wart stained brew logs so that I could you know compile all of the data from that to send off to the TTB to pay taxes right gotcha gotcha okay r- real quick I, I want to interrupt you real quick because yeah. and I, I I know this is going to be important in just a second as well uh, I you know but there's I'm going to start and I want you to just correct anything that I say or add on to it in a brewery. There's, there's this thing called what you said, a brew log. And that is the literal piece of paper or, uh, however, you know, it could be, uh, it turns into a post-it note. It could be a whiteboard. Um, there's a million, every brewery does it a little differently because everybody likes to take notes this, you know, differently, but it is the thing that shows the beer from start to finish. It is the, you know, how much grain are we using? How much hops are we using? How much hot liquor is being used? Meaning hot water. But if you're in a brewery and you say hot water, it's it's like almost like bad luck in a way. Um, oh. Hot oh, liquor no. using, you know, um, it's it's literally all the details about that beer because the more details you know about a beer, the better chance you have at making it again the same way. Um, because it's actually very hard to make the same beer twice, um, or that consistency, um, in making a beer the same, taste the same every single time is very hard to do. So, you know, your, your brew log, your beer log, that is the, the notes that you take all along the way. And so you can use those to compare against, uh, you know, when you made this beer, you know, last month, oh, wait, Hey, uh, is, you know, Oh, we're off on the temperature. Oh my goodness. Like that's a whole thing that you got to worry about. So you want to make sure that you're making everything the exact same way, or you're going, Hey, last time we did the temperature this way. Now we're going to drop it down a couple of degrees and we're going to try to do this with it and see if that makes it taste better. It's all those things that, that go into the beer that, um, that make the beer what it is. Right. Yes. Yeah. That, that is very accurate. Um, okay. And, and 
to add to that, uh, <clears throat> the other aspect of that that, mm -hmm. that that can be lost when when home brewers transition into professional brewing um, is that not only do you you know is that important, but what's more important from from a business standpoint and a and a I don't want to get audited standpoint. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, is you have to track where every ounce of beer goes. Yes. Right. So if I if I fill two kegs from this beer from this tank, I have to record that. And it, if I recorded a loss, I, I have to record that. Right. So there's so much detailed yeah. record that happens. Uh, um, you know, it, it's 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 a lot of work that and, that you really didn't sign up for. Right. <laughs> real quick, this, what is the TTB? Ah. The TTB is a government entity that collects taxes. Um, I think the TTB, I can't remember what the what they stand for, but it's a government entity that that collects taxes from breweries, wineries, distilleries, um, uh, based on what they produce. Gotcha. Oh, I, a, a tax and trade bureau. There you go. Okay. There you go. Yes. Yeah. And I believe it, it is a federal one. Correct. It is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and they're you know they they want their money. So. Yeah, the, the, them <laughs> taxes they get you. Yeah, so <laughs> they're they're very interested in mm -hmm. in ensuring, you know, like so let, let's frame this uh, in the same way that we would frame like the IRS and your personal taxes, right? Um, typically, you don't get audited and unless you raise some red flags, mm -hmm. right? Or or you just make a lot of money. <laughs> they want to make sure that you're, you're, they're getting everything from you, right? Mm -hmm. um, in, in the brewing world, uh, they tend to be more random about it. <laughs> um, uh, the second thing, that the one thing that translates over is if you're making a lot of beer, they're going to audit you. Mm. Just as a matter of course. They want to make sure they're getting all their money from you. Yeah. But other than that, like they just randomly audit people. Mm. And if you're not ready, you know, it's a problem. And yeah. so having those detailed brew logs and, and you, you have to account for every ounce of beer. Um, so it's very important. Cause you can't be, you can't, I mean, you can't be off. It's really bad to be off. If you have like, Hey, we had, you know, made those, we'll just give a random number out, uh, 10,000 barrels worth of, you know, beer. But then somehow we charged everybody for 12,000 barrels worth of beer. Like that's not going to look good. <laughs> that means yeah. something is off <laughs> right yeah. i mean they will even go so far as to look at how much grain uh you had in your input wow what you're what you're saying your output was um, so you're like i swear i swear it was a session ipa really it was just we did a lot of session ipas they're really light we just barely <laughs> yeah so they're they're they you don't want to mess around with them if you could avoid them, you want to do it at all costs. Yeah. Because <laughs> it could really ruin your week. <laughs> yeah. And so these brew logs are, are, they're just really, really important. They're really, they're, they're the, you know, the, almost like the DNA of a beer. It's every, all the instructions are there. Um, yep. Not that you could just pick up one. I mean, a really good one. You could probably pick up and, you know, make the beer at home if you just scale it down. But these are really, really important. Um, and this, I think this is a good little segue into what your uh, software does because you, you worked at BJ's, you, you know, you're Mr. Manager over the area. 
uh north coast being ventura <laughs> i love that that is my new favorite title i uh, if i could get that on a card i would love that um <laughs> um so when did you get into like software or sorry so was it from there that you got into software and trying to build this uh your your software and what it does or um did you have a step in between uh well i did i did have a small step in well not small it was about seven years oh, okay. in between, um in, in which i worked for uh we actually moved from ventura back to fresno because we started a family and it mm -hmm. was uh it was difficult here uh, without without you know, both my wife and I's parents are, are from Fresno and it was, it was just rough. Yeah. No, no, I get you. Yeah. So we went, we went back and there were still just two breweries in Fresno. <laughs> this was in 2007 wow. and there, there was no work for me. Right. Yeah. So, so, but, but what there is uh, in Fresno is in the surrounding areas, a lot of grapes. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so I went to work for a grape processing plant that uh, from time to time accidentally made wine. Okay. <laughs> um, and so I did that for a while and that just was not scratching my itch. Yeah. And, uh, and so I, I, I decided, you know, I'd always been interested in software. I'd been programming since I was 12 years old. Um, hmm. And so I decided to make a, at least try to make a transition into a career in software. Um, and, and, uh, you know, that worked out for me. We, we had a, we had a coding boot, a local coding boot camp, and, and I was able to get in there and get hired, you mm. know, out, out of my class. And, and, you know, I, I did that for a few years and I, 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 after a few years, I started thinking, you know, I, I, I was looking when I, when I was working at BJ's and mm. my last year there. I really like I spent a lot of time building out spreadsheets to track inventories. Yeah. And and just spent a ton of time pouring through paper brew logs, you know, and everyone had horrible handwriting. So it's like, hey, is this an eight or is this a six or I, I don't even know. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I used to when I worked um, at American Airlines, I used to look at, at a, a handwritten form. I'd go through hundreds of forms a day trying to match what the person wrote and what there was actually in the computer. Yeah. So you and, feel that. Oh yeah. And I would go through, you know, you know, between 200, you know, low end 50 to 70 and then the high end up to 350, 400 of these in a day. And so after a while you're like, wait, how do you write your E's? Because I think that's an M. <laughs> oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that, that was rough. And so I had started even back then, thinking about software for breweries, right? Mm. Uh, because I was like, why isn't there something? Like, I was actively looking. <laughs> it's like, why does not, why does something not exist? And um, so, you know, fast forward to, to like 2013, 2014, when I uh, had had been established my career uh, in software, mm -hmm. I started looking at what was out there. And, and there are a few solutions uh, that were really, they seem that they're very expensive. Mm -hmm. And they seemed really well built for like a Firestone Walker or a Sierra Nevada, um, which, you know, that's great. They need software, but that that's like what? Three to four percent of the breweries in, in the United States. Yeah, those <laughs> those the breweries of that size, they they funnel down pretty quickly. Yeah. So 
So uh, like there, there doesn't seem to be anything built for the other 95% gotcha. <laughs> of breweries. Um, and and, and I, I did find a few options, but they just, to me, seemed like uh, they were an afterthought. So mm-hmm. um, I don't know if any, if you're familiar with ERP software. I'm uh, not familiar with ERP. Yeah, so a, a, a quick two-minute, uh, we'll keep it one minute. ERP is, stands for Enterprise Resource Planning. Ah. So, so basically, anyone who has a big manufacturing plant and you okay. need to be able to plan your resources and ensure you always have all the raw materials you need in order to produce your product. Um, that's ERP software. It's supposed to be like a one size fit all. Do you make something? Do you have something that goes into something else to make something else? There you go. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so, so the solutions that I saw that were appropriate price wise mm-hmm. uh, or this, this other 95% segment that I'm talking about were, were either, um, they, they had an existing ERP solution and they, and they saw that there was a space in the brewing world Okay. and they, Oh, we can take this software and we can kind of shoehorn it to work into a, in a brewery. Right. Yeah. Um, which, you know, that, that's okay. Um, it works, but, uh, what I have found and what I have heard, uh, mm-hmm. from brewers is that they hate using it. Hmm. And, and and some of them downright refuse to use it. Gotcha. And so what they end up doing is continuing to to collect all of their brew logs on paper, and and then they and then they just go hand them to an accountant who then inputs it into the system. And, and, oh, I would I'm, hate to be that accountant. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this doesn't seem like it's it, it's saving you money. Gotcha. <laughs> like you're just. You're just kind of kicking the can down the road, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I looked at that and I thought I can do something better than this. You know, I have I had a, a, about a decade uh, of, of in in the industry, mm-hmm. and so I thought, you know, there has to be a better solution here. Gotcha. Uh, there, you know, I, I can build something that that is through a brewer's lens, through a brewer's eye, right? Gotcha. So uh, then you started making up fermentable. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and I'm looking at the website right now, and you've got all the nice little color coded everything inventory general. You know, I'm looking at the bottom TTP. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's probably the fun part right there. Um, and this just kind of <laughs> like is—is is it just like a brew log on like in a sheet? Like like instead of trying to like figure out how to make this work in Excel and all that, it is like. Here is your brew log. Go. Yeah, well, yeah, it's more than that. Uh, okay, you know, the, the brew log is 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 one small piece of that. Mm. Um, definitely one of the most important pieces. But uh, you know, it it's it, it is a it is a piece of software that that aims to streamline your production process. Mm. So gotcha. what, what does that mean, right? Um, so the first thing you have to do is you have to have recipes, right? Um, like if, if you don't have recipes, you, you can't make beer. <laughs> so so we have a we have a, a recipe builder um, and recipe management system, um, and and we also recognize that that a lot of homebrewers, especially these days, a lot of homebrewers 
are are transitioning to be professional brewers and they're using two barrel systems in some industrial garage mm-hmm. uh, it's 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 just blowing up like that and so we recognize that 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 a lot of their they're going to have a lot of existing recipes in like pro mash uh beer smith uh etc yeah um and so you know we allow that we allow imports uh, Ooh, that's very nice i was because i was just thinking that i'm like oh does it allow importing from all these other you know uh you know i i i've oh my goodness i'm looking at my desktop right now at what i was using i haven't brewed in in so long um apparently children do not help you out uh beer smith that's the one i was using um do not help you out in in continuing you know your home brewing uh what's it called uh hobbies yeah no they're they're good at stopping that yeah (laughs) very good yes yeah so so we can pull in all your recipes um right so that's one of the cornerstones and once you have that um the next thing you have to do um that, that you probably never had to do as a home brewer was is, is to actually start scheduling batches, mm-hmm. right? You need to be you need to be looking into the future, not just like oh, I feel like brewing an IPA this weekend, right? <laughs> yeah, and and for that, it's because you have only so many tanks that you can fill, so you're trying to get uh, your fermentation times down so that as soon as you're emptying out one tank you're able to fill it up again and not have an empty tank just sitting there or get double backed. And then you're going, um, I don't have a place to put this beer because now, you know, uh, this beer took too long to ferment out. You're trying to plan things out so that everything is full and ready for the next, you know, the next load in. That's exactly right. Um, so that's, that's the second piece that we help you out with. And, you know, when I when I was brewing uh, in my final days, and then with the brewers I consulted with uh, when I was making the software, mm-hmm. they're using whiteboards to write mm-hmm. out like, oh, well, fermenter one is going to have this, and fermenter three is going to have this. And I said, okay, well, what if you need to move this brew that's in fermenter four into fermenter one? Uh, because of some last-minute emergency. What do you have to do? Well, I have to erase this, and I have to erase that. And Mm -hmm. and, and five minutes later of erasing a whiteboard and redrawing it, the new schedule's there, right? Yeah. Um, And so I thought, well, that's crazy. Why why should you be doing that? Um, So so our scheduler is a drag-and-drop scheduler. Mm. You can move around. You know, what, what took you five minutes before could take you I don't know, 15 seconds now. Gotcha. Um, so, and, and it's very easy to visualize and you don't have to be in your brewery to see it. Mm. You know? any, any, anywhere you have internet connection, you can, you can pull it up and look at it. So it's um, cloud-based? Yes. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Not cloud-based. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So, you know, that's, that's another big piece. And then, and then building off of scheduling, once you know what you're going to brew, mm-hmm. uh, then you have to make sure you have all the raw materials necessary to brew that right and that's the the rest is that oh, i saw the inventory management right there yeah and and so you know again uh you know building off of my experience uh, working in a brewery mm-hmm. uh, you, you can't just you know for for the vast majority of breweries like you're not gonna have a warehouse where you can just say oh give me 
give me give me 20 pallets of, of caramel 40 and i'll just let them sit there until i'm ready to use them right yeah you're constantly um, ordering to because again you you know most breweries are smaller they only have so much space for all the grain all the hops all the yeast and things like that so you're constantly ordering stuff to go like oh hey we have this space open okay what's the next beer let's make sure that grain gets in or we have enough of that grain to keep on going for the next beer yeah that's right like you don't have unlimited storage space you know i I know i can store two pallets of grain at a time um so so one of the one of like my favorite features Mm -hmm. um software is 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 you can take a look at what you have scheduled mm-hmm. and look at your inventory now. And then you can look into the future. Um, depending on how, how you order grain, you may, you may only have enough space for two weeks worth of storage, right? Mm-hmm. I can look two weeks ahead and I can get a detailed list with literally the click of one button in, in seconds and see exactly what I need to order for the next two weeks, mm-hmm. for the next month, for the next three months. Like however, yeah, how long that needs to be for you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that I, I think that's really powerful. Um, and you know, that's just you, you could build that with a spreadsheet. Gotcha. But I mean, it, just it, imagine all, all of all of the spreadsheet formulas you need. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, one of the things that I, I really like talking to you um, about this fermentable um, and then uh, the getfermentable.com is the, the name of the website. You can see all the, the pricing, contact stuff, login. I mean, you, you, you're one stop shop right there. Um, yep. But one of the things I've really enjoyed uh, about this conversation is that it's been such an insight to all the different aspects about brewing that don't get a lot of talk because they're not like the sexy parts of brewing. Like no one thinks of like inventory, like, Ooh, I'm going to have a brewery. I can't wait to do inventory on my grain poundage and things like that. You know? Yeah. It's interesting. Um, So a a lot of my customers are, have the exact opposite story that I do. Mm. They've been in software most of their life and, and they've transitioned to, uh, to being uh, brewers oh and 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 so many of them are shocked like we thought this was just going to be fun (laughs) (laughs) that is my favorite response i thought it was going to be fun (laughs) like you have all these businessy things to do yeah (laughs) people people want you to run out of uh, of your double dry hopped ipa imagine that (laughs) yeah it's it it's so uh there's something i like to talk about in that there's beer uh, beer as product because you have beer as like quote beer as this the fun part of it the the thing that you're excited to share with your community with your customers um, with all those people that walk into your tap room tap house brew house whatever it is um, that you're like oh they ordered a this or oh they ordered this I'm so excited about that but then there's all the rest of the time that your brewery is that your brewery is running as a brewery. And all of the little things that um, a brewer and the brew staff have to think about when it comes to temperature, CO2, you know, uh, uh, what is it called? Glycol jackets, all those other fun things. Um, I just heard you laugh about glycol jackets. I don't know of a brewer that has not cursed and blessed glycol, ja- glycol jackets before. Yeah, yeah, both. both yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and so... Uh, you know, the the world of, of brewing 
um, and beer as product? Would you have to like look at it as like, oh yeah, I have to fill out taxes for this stuff um, is so detailed. And I love this because we just got this huge insight into like, here's all the other things that you have to think about when opening up a brewery or when you decide, hey, I'm going to get into brewing as a profession because it's not just the making of the beer. Um, that's the, the quickest part of it. It's everything else that goes into that beer that makes it um, such like a wide and vast profession. It is. It is. And, and like, to my, at our core, our mission statement is mm-hmm. to be able to make all of these business parts that you don't anticipate mm-hmm. uh, as easy as possible so that you can do all the sexy things. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's at our core, the problems we are trying to solve. I get that. I get that. And it's, it's, it's so, I only did a hot second in a brewery. I was a taproom manager for just a hot second. It didn't last very long. Um, but in doing that, I got to be at a brewery working there, getting to see everything else behind the scenes. Um, and you know, I, Having been behind the bar and having known friends that were brewers, the romance of it was kind of like lifted a while ago because, <laughs> you know, you 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 see brewers and having been a home brewer as well. You think, how cool would it be? But at the same time, like when you start to actually get behind the scenes, you're like, oh, yeah, there's just so much work to do. And there's so many things to do that because it's it's being a a small business owner and a manufacturer all at the same time, you know, like a food product manufacturer, you know, on top of that. Well, yeah. Not to mention the process of brewing beer doesn't just magically scale from 10 gallons to, to seven barrels. And that is so tough because I've, I've been to so many breweries um, opening day and you know, this person's beer so well, and you're like, Oh, you're still dialing in the system on that one. And that yeah. sucks because you know it's such a good beer, but at the same time, you know, like they're still figuring out the system because every system is different. Everybody's That's brew right. system acts up in a different way. And when you thought you might need, you know, this much hops, nope, you actually need this much hops. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 quite a beast. Uh, um, if you're okay on taking a quick aside on that, uh, please on, on that point. Um, one of my tasks the last year that I worked at BJ's was, um, you know, so at that time we had we had breweries in Arizona, in Reno, mm-hmm. um, all all down the southern coast, uh, in Oregon. Uh, we had we had breweries all all over the West Coast, basically, mm-hmm. and um, we were having a real issue with our pale ales and our IPAs uh, with IBUs, like getting them, mm-hmm. getting them. Uh, even uh, across the breweries and we were sending in you know we were sending them to a lab in washington and getting them actually analyzed in a spectrophotometer yeah. and these wildly different results because you know they give a brewery in boulder that you know they're boiling at 190 degrees <laughs> you know 198 whatever it is at, at a mile oh because know? they boil so it boils at a lower temperature it boils at 220 lower. yeah yeah, so you so you get a a, a lower hop utilization. <laughs> oh, I, I, you know, I wouldn't even think about that. Right? Yeah, yeah. So I was tasked with um, trying to standardize our IBU an, an IBU formula. Oh gosh, uh, across all breweries. But I did I did have the advantage of 
of having lab data, right? Um, yeah. So that that was useful, but um, that was a really fun, like that was what, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a, obviously I'm a tech nerd too, I'm kind of a math nerd. And so I, I found that to be like extremely interesting, uh, trying to put together like the Rogger formula and the Tinsith formula. Um, and I even had access to the, the Weinstefan, uh, um, their, their like school manual. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, I would love to see that. That yeah, would be so, so cool. It was cool. I mean, it was just. Please, please explain what that is real quick, because I, I want people Vine, to know. Yeah. Weinstefan is, you know, as far as I know, the oldest like actual production brewery in the world um, in Germany. Uh, and they also have a world renowned brewing school. Right. Uh, and so actually one of the. Uh, one of the guys we worked with, Michael Ferguson, I don't know if you've heard of Michael Ferguson. And so he provided me with some of the textbooks so I could use their data and their formulations. Wow. Uh, and it almost looked like a physics book, to be honest. <laughs> there was so much math in it. It was unbelievable. Uh, and so I was able to formulate something that, while not perfect, worked for all of our breweries to a degree. Do you remember <laughs> that, the formula? I, I had I came up with my own formula, yeah, and okay. it's actually it's actually baked into my software as well. You can use it if you would like. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, so that was fun. Like I, I super and really really enjoyed that. <laughs> so yeah. real quick, just for for people listening, uh, Vine, say it again, please. Uh, Vine Stefan. I was about to say Vine Stefan in it, but I'm like, no, that's not Vine Stefan. Um, you can actually find them in a lot of different, like, uh, normal grocery stores. Mm-hmm. Uh, here we have Texas. In Texas, we have uh, Kroger in um, uh, California. You have Ralph's um, there. Uh, this they they have like the long name that starts with a W. That's yeah. that's the best way to put it. Um, they've got a very ornate label. Um, their Hefeweizen is, uh, I think my favorite Hefeweizen in the world. Um, it's, it's a standard. It is literally world standard on being a good Hef. So if you like Hefeweizen and you have not tried it, find it and, and buy yourself a bottle. But yeah, they're one of the oldest, if not the oldest production brewery. And to have, you know, almost 600 years, 400 years worth of data behind you, you know, in making amazing world-class beers, you know, that's, that's a good starting point. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the, the real beer geek in me got to, you know, got to come alive again because it kind of, after all those years of just like turning tanks and yeah, pumping out as much BJ's blonde as you could possibly. (laughs) BJ's blonde. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure it's a good seller. Oh, oh God, it's huge. It's yeah. huge. But I mean, we, we could not make enough of it. Yeah. <laughs> it was impossible. Yeah. Um, so years of doing that, uh, it was really nice to, to be able to geek out again and kind mm. of get back to home brewing roots, you know. I understand that. I understand that. Well, man, this has been a lot of fun. Um, it has been so good to talk to someone to get so many different uh, perspectives about, you know, what it's like behind the bar, not even just behind the bar, but, you know, behind that velvet rope as the brewer and uh, all the different aspects of brewing that just kind of get put into one. 
um, that you put into your software, Fermentable. Um, man, you know, the last couple minutes of the podcast, I like to give it up to the guest. So um, I'm guessing there's something you would like to promote. But um, if there's anything else, um, I don't know if you have a social media account or a Fermentable as a social media account that you'd like people to follow. Um, but, you know, the, the mic is yours. Yeah, thanks. Um, you know, we, we really don't do much social media. Uh, it's not my thing. I'm, I'm kind of an old man in, in that regard. But, um, you know, if, if you're interested, head on over to getfermentable.com. Mm -hmm. uh, we are very transparent. We do free demos for anyone who will will uh, exchange their email address <laughs> with us. Gotcha. Uh, so you can get in the software for seven days, check it out. Uh, and, you know, see if it's something that's going to work for you. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, additionally, uh, we want to offer 20% off of the first three months. Oh, uh, wow. we offer, uh, for, for, for anyone listening to this podcast who, who mentions the podcast. Oh, cool, uh, man. Yeah. So we are, we are subscription based software. So we charge mm -hmm. monthly. Um, so yeah, you know, that's, that's my spiel. Well, nice, man. Thank you. I, I didn't even know about the whole 20% off. <laughs> That'd be so anybody, uh, if you mentioned the pot, what is it? Just, you just meant it to you in like an email or something. I know yeah, nothing about beer. Podcast. Um, you know, we're a small team, so, okay. you know, we all, uh, you know, either I see either, either I see the email or there's a handful of people that will see it and, 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 and talk to me. So gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Man, it has been so fun to have you on this podcast. It's been so good to talk to you about this. Um, I really appreciate your time and coming on and just being able to like just geek. There are times where I, I get to talk to people and we, we talk about like an aspect of beer, but this has been like a true like beer geek out moment. <laughs> That's been really fun. So cool, man. Yeah. Thanks, man. I really appreciate that. Um, all right. Well, everybody, thank you so much. Uh, have yourself a good rest of the day, afternoon, night, whatever this may find you. Darren, thank you very much, man. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers to you, Al. Thanks for having me. It's been thank a blast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>